Tonight we will start our weekly Brahma Vihara practice and we'll be starting tonight with metta practice. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to need to speak for a few minutes before we actually do the practice because I'd like to set the stage. And I say unfortunately because I know some of you may already be quiet and want to just start meditating. Um, But since this is uh, tonight's attraction... I <laughs> I will say a few words about uh, what we're doing with the metta meditation. We'll be offering this meditation once a week um, for the next 12 weeks. It's actually not just metta, but the whole four Brahma Viharas, which I'll explain in a few minutes. And so it's good to kind of set the stage and talk a little bit about what metta practice is and how it's different than what we've been doing. So this word metta is translated in a number of different ways. Um, Sometimes it's translated as goodwill. Uh, Loving kindness is the most common translation. Loving friendliness, I've heard, is a more literal translation. Um, Sometimes we even call it unconditional love. Because with metta, we are developing a kind of open-heartedness that is unconditional, an open, friendly heart that wishes others well, no matter what. So with metta practice, we're developing the intention to bring kindness and gentleness to our hearts and then to share that first towards ourselves and then towards others in ever-widening circles, eventually to all beings everywhere. The wisdom practice also opens our hearts. The wisdom practice we are doing opens our hearts through understanding and through peace. When through understanding we feel at peace with life as it is, then we don't need to be defended. Then our hearts are naturally open. The metta practice is a more conscious way to develop this open-heartedness, this friendly heart. It's about cultivating our innate capacity we have to feel friendliness, to extend friendliness. So it's not something that we have to create, but rather that we access, and cultivate. It's like within our hearts we have these embers of love, of friendliness, of metta. And with metta practice, it's like we fan them so that the, the energy of these embers grows. So the metta practice... Um, softens and strengthens our hearts, both. It's very beautiful in that way. The wisdom practice and the metta practice really balance each other. There's a well-known quote by Sri Nasargadatta that explains this. He says, Wisdom tells me I'm nothing. Love tells me I'm everything. And between, in my, and 
between these two my life flows. Love tells me I'm everything. Wisdom tells me I'm nothing. Between these two my life flows. The risk of doing the wisdom practice without this warmth of metta is that it can become dry or cold. The risk of doing the metta practice without wisdom is that it can lead to attachment, not based in the reality of life as it is. So we really um, need to develop both in our spiritual practice. So the metta is the first of what are known as the four Brahma-viharas, or divine abodes. There's loving-friendliness, which is the foundation practice. Then there's the compassion practice, which is turning that friendliness towards the suffering that's in this world and others' lives. And then there's the mudita, or appreciative joy practice, which is turning our attention to the happiness and success in others' lives and appreciating it. And then there's the equanimity practice, which is about understanding and accepting life as it is with the full range of joys and sorrows that we all experience. And so these four together make a really nice balanced practice in how we can uh, relate to other beings in this world relate to their joys, their sorrows, relate to life as it is. So the metta practice is going to feel different than the wisdom practice we've been doing. It's much more active. It's um, Some people feel it as like it's more work <laughs> because it's so much more active. And what we're going to do is we're going to call up the metta that is in our hearts, and then we're going to extend it to others. The traditional order is that first we turn this loving friendliness towards ourselves and wish ourselves well. And then, traditionally, the next person is known as the benefactor. That's um, the easiest person we can think of. And then we turn this metta towards other person that we love. So we start out easy. And then we um, include a neutral person, somebody we don't know well. And then a difficult person, somebody who we are having some struggles with. And then we go from personal categories to um, what are known as the impersonal categories, or groups of beings and then all beings everywhere. There are various ways that we can support this feeling of metta in our hearts. One traditional way is to remember our own or whichever person we're cultivating metta for, remember their goodness. Another way is with... uh, Phrases that I'll offer while we do the practice. Phrases that are meant to um, help us bring forth that feeling of friendliness and kindness. Some of you um, 
most of you have probably done a metta practice at some point. And some of you may just love metta, think it's great, and some of you may not like it at all. And I just want you to know that all those responses are just fine. Um, my first eight years of practice, I hated metta practice. When they did this thing in the hall that we're doing tonight, I wouldn't come. <laughs> so now I love metta practice. So um, you don't have to force it if it's not uh, if it's not what your heart wants to be doing. It's fine. You can just uh, do the wisdom practice and note notice hearing. When I um, interrupt <laughs> with uh, guidance for this practice, I mean, you can't force metta. You can see that that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. It's a friendly um, kind of energy, and it, you can't force it. Also, when you're doing metta and we're doing the practice, we have this intention to um, touch our open-heartedness, our friendliness. We use the supports of the phrases or remembering the goodness. Um, And then we just see what happens. Sometimes we may feel friendly and sometimes we may not. (laughs) Sometimes the metta practice actually brings up the difficulties or the blocks to our love. And that's part of the practice. So sometimes we may feel irritation, actually, when we do metta practice. And that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It just means that the purification process is happening of seeing where your heart is blocked. It's part of the practice. And then other times it may flow very nicely. So it's really to let go of expectations, like we've been telling you with the wisdom practice, to let go of expectations and to see what happens, and to um, include and hold whatever happens. So just a couple more words about the two categories that we'll be working with tonight are self and benefactor. I will be guiding the meditation, so I'll be giving uh, instructions, and then there will be some periods of silence while you practice that. Self, I don't think I need to say a lot about, but I do want to say a few words about the second category, which is the benefactor. It's traditionally called the benefactor. Um, Sometimes it's just called the easy person. It's really meant to be the person that we find the easiest in the whole world to um, feel unconditionally friendly towards. Traditionally, what this is taught in the East, it's somebody who, um, it's often recommended that it's somebody who you respect a lot, or a mentor, or a teacher, or somebody who has really helped you a lot in life. Sometimes here in the West, people relate more to perhaps a child, perhaps not your own child because that's not always the easiest person, because attachment comes up very easily. But perhaps your grandchild, or your niece, or your nephew, or a revered relative, a grandparent, aunt or uncle. Just whoever you can think of who, um, for whom your feelings are least complicated. 
So that's our benefactor, easy category. So at some point in the meditation, I'll uh, suggest that if you wish to, you can uh, work with that person. So when we do metta, we'll be working with um, image, an image of the person, the sense of metta, and the phrases, if you'd like, they're optional. But some people find them useful and others don't. So at that, um, we'll start. With metta, it's really important to be comfortable. So take as comfortable as a position as possible. Even feel free to move to a chair if, if you'd like to be a little more comfortable. It's, um, it's hard to cultivate metta if there's uh, a lot of physical pain going on. So it's definitely recommended to be comfortable. And we can start by settling into our posture. Feeling the connection with our body sitting here. Inviting any places of tension to relax. Then directing your attention to your heart center. Just see what you notice there. Maybe you can feel the beating of your heart. If you wish, you can put your hand on your heart. Starting by seeing if you can connect (coughs) to your basic goodness. You can bring an image of yourself to mind if that's helpful. Perhaps at a time when you were happy at a time when you can connect to your own purity. Then wishing yourself well knowing that you fully deserve love, care, gentleness. Extending friendliness towards yourself. Extending that heart energy of 
openness and acceptance. Relaxing into a recognition of your goodness, your beauty. purity if you wish you can use the metaphrases to help you touch into your heart's capacity for friendliness holding a sense of yourself or an image of yourself and sending these meta-blessings, seeing if you can receive them at the same time. May I be safe and protected. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be strong and healthy. May I take care of myself easily and joyfully while living on this earth. Or shorter phrases if they work better for you. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I take care of myself with ease. So allowing metta to come from that wordless place of your heart, the depth of your heart, that friendly attitude. Or if you wish, using the phrases to remind yourself of that friendliness. May I be safe and protected. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be strong and healthy. May I take care of myself easily and joyfully while living on this earth. Or if you have your own phrases that elicit this feeling of friendliness and kindness, you can use them. It's not important exactly which phrases are used.
And when the attention wanders, just gently bringing it back to cultivating, nourishing this feeling of metta. Wishing for yourself the blessings of happiness, peace, safety, may I be safe and protected, may I be happy and peaceful. May I be strong and healthy. May I take care of myself easily and joyfully while living on this earth.
Each time you're distracted, see if you can gently come back to this. Wishing yourself well, either wordlessly, that intention from your heart, or with an image and whichever phrases work for you to elicit that friendliness and kindness towards yourself. Sending and receiving the blessing of metta. can continue with yourself if you wish or if you'd like at this time you can switch to cultivating metaphor the easy person a respected person bringing to mind this person perhaps taking a few moments to reflect on his or her good qualities. What it is that makes this person so easy to love. And then calling forth either an image of this person or just the felt sense of them. And extending these metta blessings from your heart, wishing this person happiness, wishing him or her ease of well-being, showering him or her with metta blessings. May you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be strong and healthy. May you take care of yourself easily and joyfully while living on this earth.
again, finding the way that you most easily connect with this person. It may be a wordless extension of the metta from your heart. It may be short phrases or just the simple words, happy, safe, peaceful. Or it may be the longer phrases. If you find any obstacles come up, seeing if you can gently put them aside, extending the metta wishes or the intention to wish well.
ending our metta sit tonight by taking a moment to appreciate our sangha, our community here. And to wish our fellow yogis well as we journey on together, extending our metta to fill this hall all the yogis and other beings that may be here. May you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be strong and healthy. May you take care of yourself easily and joyfully while living on this earth. Extending our metta outwards to all the beings on this land, the staff that serves us. birds and the crickets, the little chipmunks, the deer, the flies, the frogs, beings both seen and unseen. May you be happy. Extending our metta outwards in all directions to all beings everywhere. May all beings everywhere be safe. May all beings everywhere be happy. May all beings everywhere. Be healthy. May all beings everywhere experience ease of well-being while living in this universe. If you find that the metta meditation, you connect with it, and it's useful, you can feel free to start a sitting. Start all the sittings with a few minutes of metta, if that um, will help you to gentle and soften. Or if you'd like, you can choose a sitting each day to do metta practice. Um, You can find... 
Feel free to incorporate it that way into your day. One caution, it's often not as useful in the middle of a sitting to switch back and forth a whole lot. It can get kind of confusing because there is a different flavor to these two different practices. So often it's um, useful to kind of know when you're going to do your metta practice and do it at that time and then do the wisdom practice and know that that's what you're doing. The schedule this evening is a little bit different. You probably noticed, but if you didn't, there's a walking for 45 minutes, and then there is a sitting at 7.45, and another walking and another sitting, but just slightly different times than when we have the talk in the evening. May you be happy. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.